Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with your senior leader, the Awakening House, a prayer founder of the Ignite Apostolic Prophetic Network and, of course, author of our devotional mornings with the Holy Spirit, listening daily to the still small voice of God. And today's devotion titled Run to Father When You Fail. Run to Father When You Fail. And here's what I heard the Lord say. When you stumble, run to Father. Crawl back if you have to. The enemy wants you to run away from me when you do or say something that grieves me. Running away will only make it more difficult to rise up in my power and battle against the wrong thoughts, words, and deeds. Run to Father when you stumble. He is able to make you stand even if you come to him with sin on your hands. Your restoration is as quick as your true repentance. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Turn to your Redeemer and let him wash you with the water of his word. Once again, he wants to do it. Scripture references for today, Jude 24, 1 John 1, verse 9, and Romans chapter 8, verse 1. And the prayer starter, thank you for your willingness to forgive me over and over and over again. Help me to always run to you when I sin in thought, word, or deed so that I can receive your forgiveness and realign my heart with yours. Father, I thank you that you are a good, good father. You are the father who invites us to come to you in whatever condition we find ourselves in, in whatever condition we have created, whatever circumstances we have created for ourselves. We thank you, Lord, that your goodness is inexhaustible. You are good. That is who you are. You are love. That is who you are. You are the lifter of our heads. You are the healer of our bodies. You are the provider of our needs. That is who you are. You are love. You are good. You are mercy. You are everything we need in the moment. You have all the answers all the time. You're never stumped. You never stumble. You're never scratching your head. You're never uh, curious about a thing because you are the one who knows everything. You don't have to worry and wonder and shimmer and shake. You are God. You are stable. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
You are the first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega. You are the God of Abraham who led him out of the occultish culture in which he grew up and found himself. And you led him into his promises, personal promises, personal promises. I thank you, Lord, for the personal promises that you've made to each and every one of us, those personal, very personal promises that you've made to each one of us. I thank you, Lord, that you are the God of yes and amen. You are the God who doesn't have any shifting shadows of turning. You are the God who is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. You are the God who speaks forth something and watches it happen. You are the God who has invited us to do the same, to put your word in our mouth, to speak forth your will from our lips, to determine, to believe you in our hearts so we can see your will come to pass in our lives. You are the God whose will is good and perfect and acceptable. You are the God who invites us to partner with you, to cooperate with your Holy Spirit, to become change agents in the earth just as you are, just as you were, Jesus, when you walked fully God, fully man. We praise you today, God, for who you are, for who you are, for who you've always been, and for who you will always be. For you were, and you are, and you are to come. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. You are the God who put all the stars and arranged all the stars in the sky. And you are the God who arranges the affairs of our lives. And the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But you are the God who came to give us life in abundance to the full until it overflows. You are the God of the overflow. You're the God of more than enough. We thank you, Lord, that you yourself are more than enough for us. You are the answer to our dreams. You are our dream. Being with you forever is the ultimate dream. And we thank you, Lord, for that invitation to spend eternity with you. You are the God who is good all the time. All the time. All the time God is good. God is good all the time. These are not just words that we say. These are not just declarations that we make. These are truths that set us free in the midst of the battle. These are truths that set us free when we find ourselves in bondage. These are truths that set us free when we can't figure out why our life is going this way and that way. These are truths that keep us steady and stable in the midst of the fiery trial and the tribulation. We thank you, Lord, for who you are this morning. We can stand firmly on the rock and remember that you are the God who delivered David from all of his enemies. And you are the God who put those enemies to shame and made a table before him in the presence of his enemies. You are the God that causes us to walk beside still waters and lay down in green pastures to rest. And who has invited us to rest in him, to enter in to your rest. You are the God of all things good. And the enemy is a bad devil. He's a, he's a bad guy. He's a, he's, a, he's a wicked foe, but your power is greater than the enemy's power. Father, we thank you today for who you are. Somebody needs to remember who he is. I sat in a hotel in, a, a hotel in, in Washington, D.C. just a week ago, and for 30 or 45 minutes just continued to confess who God was. You are the God of, of creation. You are creator God. You are the God of salvation. You are the one who translates us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. You are the God who is the faithful witness. You are the God who is coming back with the heavenly host. You are the captain of the host. You are the God who dispatches angel armies to fight in war for us like you did for Daniel. You need to sometimes just get in this flow where you acknowledge who he is. Not just when you want something, but just because he is. These are the kind of things that establish you and root you deeper in your faith when you remember who God is. 
You are the God of the Genesis and you are the God of the Revelation. You are the God who ultimately defeats the enemy at every turn. You are the God who sits up in the heavens and laughs at the enemy. You are the God, you are the God who promises to lead us into triumph in Christ Jesus as we follow you. You are the God who leads us and guides us. You are the God who shows us all things. You are the God who shows us things to come. You are the God who speaks to our hearts in that still small voice. You are the God uh, whose, whose voice rumbles in the heavens and shakes mountains. You are the God who has invited us to speak to the mountain, commanded to be cast into the sea, and it shall be done. You are that God. You are all powerful. You are omniscient. You are omnipotent. You are everywhere all the time. You are with us. You will never leave us or forsake us. That is who you are. Father, we praise you and we thank you because you are all these things and more. You are the God who remembers our frame, who knows that we are but dust. You are the God who knows every hair on our head, how many there are. You are the God whose thoughts towards us are greater than the number of grains of sand on the seashore. You are the God who removes our sin from us as far as the east is from the west. You are the God who throws our sin into the sea of forgetfulness and chooses not to remember it, even though you could. You are the God who doesn't hold our past against us, but invites us to a future and a hope. You are the God who says our latter shall be greater than our past. You are the God of our yesterday, and you are the God of our today, and the God of our tomorrow. You are always good all the time. You are love. You are the warrior. You are the defender. You are the protector. You are the deliverer. You are the God whose arm is not too short to reach down and pull us up out of the miry clay. You are the God who gives us his weapons of warfare, which are not carnal, but mighty in you to the pulling down of strongholds. You are the God who gives us his armor, You are the God who gives us his weapons. You are that God. We praise you and we thank you, God, because you are our Prince of Peace. You are the bright and morning star. You are the lily of the valley. You are the rose of Sharon. You are the one who calls us the apple of your eye. You are that God and we celebrate and praise you. You are the God who died on a cross for us for for something that you didn't even do because you were that selfless. While we were yet sinners, you died for us. You are that God. We praise you and we thank you. You are the God who translates us from glory to glory, from faith to faith. We move from strength to strength. You are the God who strengthens us in our inner man. You are the God of Moses, the miracle working God, the way maker. You are the God who makes all things new. You are the God of David. The Goliath defeating God. You are the God who binds up all of our wounds. You are the God who heals us body and soul. You are the God who promises us great, exceedingly great and precious promises. You are the God who has made his temple us. We are the temple of the living God. You are the God who has given us the power that raised Christ from the dead. It dwells within us. You are the God who has given us gifts of the Spirit. You are the God who helps us cultivate fruit of the Spirit. You are the God who promises us your joy. And that joy being our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. You are the God who gives us instruction to rejoice in you because you know it strengthens us in the midst of the trial. You are the God who has given us a blueprint for our life. Proverbs. Wisdom. You are the God who pours out wisdom liberally upon us when we ask and you won't even say I told you so. That is how good you are. That is our God. We thank you. You are our strong tower, our high tower. We run into you and seek refuge and we become safe. You are the God who invites us to do so and the God who invites us to to hide under the shadow of your wings. You are the God who preserves our life, who extends our life, who saves our life over and over again. 
You are the God who answers prayers. You are the God who's given us your name, the name above every name, the name at which every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that you are Lord. You are the God who has given us your blood as a propitiation for our sins. You are our redeemer. You are our justifier. You are the lover of our soul and the lifter of our head. You are the God of all times and all things everywhere. We thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you glory. You are the horn of our salvation. You are our rear guard. You are our buckler and our shield. You are our defense. You are our everything. You are our vindicator. You take vengeance upon our enemies. You are the restorer of our soul, the restorer of our lives, your restoration power working. You are the God who works all things together for the good to those who love you and are called according to your purpose. You are the God who takes what the enemy meant for harm and turns it into good. You are the God who rejoices. You are the protector of the widows, the father of the fatherless. You are the one. You are the one. You are the the one who is three, the three in one, the great I am. You are the way maker. You are. We celebrate you and we praise you for who you are. Some of you just need to to sit in your house all day and just recall and recount and recite everything that the Lord has said about himself and promised you. You are the God who instructs us to meditate on your word day and night so we can find good success. You are the God who has warned us that there's death and life in the power of our tongue and and, and encouraged us to follow the high priest of our confession, Jesus Christ. goes on and on and on and on. You could do that forever. You could sing of his love forever. Amen. Hallelujah. You are holy. You are pure, your word. You are the God whose word is tried by fire seven times. You are the God whose word never passes away. You are the God whose word never fails. You are the God who always sends his word and it will accomplish what it's supposed to do. It doesn't fall to the ground. None of your words fall to the ground. Father, we thank you today that you are the door. You are the door. You are the door. You are the door. Jesus is the door. You are the way of salvation. You are the way to victory. You are the way to everything because you are the way. You are the truth and you are the life. You are the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. You are the God who changed the name of Jacob from a swindler to the head of a nation. You are awesome in power and mighty in battle. You've never lost a battle. You're not, you'll never lose a battle. You're a winner and you've created us in your image. You are the God who created us in his image. (laughs) There's a war to enter the door. I don't know what kind of warfare you're in right now. I don't know what kind of door it is that you're trying to walk through or hoping to find. I don't know what kind of promise of opportunity has been spoken over your life, either by the Lord or in the word or prophetically. But let me tell you something. There's a war to enter the door and you better know who your God is before you try to war to go through that door. There's a war to go through the door. Many of you have been prophesied over. It's been prophesied. There's opportunities. Some of you, there's doors there, and you don't even you don't even know the doors are there. I did not know there was a wide open door for me in Europe. I did not know. I did not know when I went when I went there this time the wide open door that would be there. But here's the thing. There's a war to get through the door. Then there's a war after you get through the door. Paul said a wide door. Paul said a wide door of opportunity opened for me and with it many adversaries. So when we go through a door, when God opens a door wide, you can be sure there's a big giant devil on the other side. 
I said, when God opens a door wide, you can bet, you can bank on the reality that there's a big devil on the other side, usually more than one. So as you position yourselves to go through the door and there's all this warfare because the enemy is fighting about what's in your future just as much or more than he's fighting about what you're doing right now, there's a war to go through the door. I don't know about you, but I'm walking through one of the largest, the biggest, the greatest doors I've ever walked through in my whole life. These are dream doors, dream come true doors, effective nation shaking doors. I don't know what door is in front of you, but honey, let me tell you, there's a war to go through the door. And then when you walk through the door, there is a war on the other side of the door. So father, we thank you that we know who you are because we've just confessed for 20 minutes who you are. And you're more than that. We could go on and on and on about who you are. You are the God who gave Joshua the promised land. You are the God who brought down the walls of Jericho. You are the God who walked with Gideon and defeated a massive army with just a few men relatively. You are the God who's given us your sword of the spirit. You are the God who taught us how to fight by saying it is written to bind, to loose. You're the God who's given us the keys to the kingdom. You are the God who's given us assurance of victory. You better know who he is because there's a war to go through the door. So, Father, we thank you that as we, I see that some of you are looking for door, for your doors, but when you find your door, there's a war to even keep you from finding the door. The enemy doesn't want you to find the door that you're supposed to walk through to the next stage of your prophetic destiny. Father, I thank you. I thank you that you, we are well able. We are taking on today that spirit of Joshua and Caleb. The Bible says they had a different spirit. We're not going to be afraid of the war to enter the door. We're not going to be afraid. We are well able. We will eat those giants like bread. We will have their lunch because you are the God of all victory. You are the God who always triumphs. You are the God who's never lost a battle. And we are in you and you are in us. Therefore, we walk toward the door. We will not shrink back from the war to enter the door. I thank you, Lord, that you give us strategies, that you give us insight, that you give us a keen understanding of the door we're walking through and the warfare that comes with it, both before, during, and after. I thank you, Lord, that you'll give us the stamina to keep on pressing until we cross the threshold and then keep on pressing after we cross the threshold. I thank you, Lord, that you are able to make us stand. You are able to make our feet like hinds feet. You are able to cause us to run through a troop and leap over a wall. That is who you are. And so we lean and depend on you, God. We say, lead us and guide us because you're the God that leads and guides. Lead us and guide us to the door that you have ordained for us. Help us, Lord, not to try to enter the wrong door, but have the discernment to go through the right door. You know, sometimes you can discern the right door because there's a war. The enemy is not going to fight you if you're trying to go through the wrong door. He wants you to go through the wrong door. That way you waste your time and you get lost. It's like being in a maze and hitting a wall. That's why some of you are so frustrated. One of the ways you discern the, the one of the ways you discern the right door is because of the discernment of the war. And, and let me just say this. The war might not look like what you think it's going to look like. It might feel easy. It might feel easy. It might look easy, but there's a war. It just doesn't always seem to be connected to what you're doing. The, the war is not always directly correlated or doesn't directly manifest around the door you're going into. Sometimes it manifests in other areas. Sometimes it manifests as a sickness or manifests as strife in your family. It's not a war just around the door. It's just a war against you to keep you from going through the door. And you got it. Father, help us today. Help us today to stop trying to make parallel comparisons. Our warfare came from here because this is where the warfare came. No, 
The enemy doesn't play that straightforward. He's subtle. Puts fires over there so that we'll look over there instead of looking at the door. He puts fires over there, over yonder, over behind us. Fires from our past, fires from our family, so that we can't go through the door because our energy is sapped. God, help us to discern the ways of the enemy, just like we know the ways of God. Paul said, by the, by, by the Spirit, Paul said, we should not be ignorant of the enemy's devices. So, Father, help us not to be ignorant. Help us not to be unknowing. There's a war to enter the door. Father, help us today to discern the war, to gird up the loins of our mind, to understand to understand and know what it is we're dealing with, to not be blindsided because we didn't take the time to pray, we didn't take the time to reflect, we didn't take the time to ask you, we didn't acknowledge you as the warrior with all the answers. Father, help us today to press in, to turn the knob, to kick down the door if we have to, some of you, there's so much enemy. Look, at, look. I'm not for kicking down doors that God hasn't called us to, to, to walk through. But some of you, there's so much demon resistance on the other side of the door. There, I just see a picture right now. They're just, I just see all these demons. They're just leaning into the door, holding it shut. In those cases, honey, you have to kick down the door. Father, give us this precision discernment so we know which doors we're to walk through. Let us not be fooled. Help us, Lord, today. Help us, Lord, today to remember who you are in the war for the door. And the Lord would say to you, there is indeed a war to go through the doors that I have ordained for your life, says God. But I will lead you and guide you, and I will direct your steps, says God, to the threshold of your next conquest. But the Lord says, you must walk with me and you must look at me. You must take your cues and your signals from me, says the Lord, for I am speaking to you many times and you do not hear because of the noise in the spirit, because of the enemy chatter, because of the doubts and the fears that are still in your own heart, says the Lord. So stop listening to these other voices and zoom in on me. Listen to me. Turn up my volume in your life and you will see and know that I can bring you right to the threshold and my hand on your hand will turn the knob on the door and I will walk with you through that threshold and you will see and know that I am the God who has never lost a battle. But you must walk in lockstep with me, says God. You must not look to the right or the left, but you must look up because I am greater than, I am stronger than, I am bigger than. Look to me. I am with you and I will walk you to the door and through the door and then I'll keep walking with you into the war that will ensue against your destiny. But you will win because I am with you and you are with me. If you don't quit you will win, says the Lord. Amen. That's a good word. I don't care where you're from. God is good. I know many of you are dealing with war. That's why I've been praying so much about warfare in this past couple of weeks. I'm feeling like we're getting, I felt it coming. I felt it coming. Somebody says she felt it coming. That time of war. Father, we thank you today for your goodness and your glory. We thank you today that we are able to stand because you make us stand. We are able to, to jump over that wall, to run through the troop because of you. We are able to take back the spoils because of you. I give you praise and glory and honor in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. Listen, I want to tell you a quick story to to build your faith in God's restorative power. Many of you may have known that this is really going to help somebody track with me. 
This is a short story, but it will absolutely cause you to say hallelujah if you've got the Spirit of God on the inside of you. Uh, you many of you know that we have an awakening house of prayer in, uh, it, we're planting in New York City, also DC. Many of you know I have a computer and it has an awakening house of prayer cover on it. And we went there and in New York City, um, my computer was stolen from the hotel. And I was, I didn't notice it till we got to the airport. Ironically, I had said to Vanessa in the car, to Prophet Vanessa, I need my computer, but it was all the bags were all the way back in the back and we were in a car and there's no way to climb back there and get it. And I said, well, whatever, I'll just have to wait. So we get to the airport and my, my computer is not there. And I was very calm about it. I was just, just, you know, matter of fact, I looked through everything about four times. It's not there. And then we called uh, Marriott. They gave me the runaround. And uh, long story short, uh, they just would not answer their phone. Uh, the, the, the police said, come back when you're here in New York City and we will investigate. Uh, the, the people were very rude. Uh, some of them were nice at Marriott. Some of them were very rude. But it was just like the computer was gone. And, and I have backups on all that except a few things that are in the notes. But that's not the point. The point is I had to go into England without my computer, with all my stuff on it. I had to change all my passwords because there's so many things on there that are that are vital. And so it's not as much about the, the, the $3,000 computer as it was about what was what was potentially tapped into by someone who cracked into it. And so, I, you know, I was like, OK, well, I changed what I could and we had to get on the plane. I only had about 20 minutes to get from the, uh, you know, when I, when I realized that it was gone to the time we had to get on the plane and I changed what I could. And then we prayed and we said, Lord, well, it's in your hands now. I can't change any more passwords. I've changed the most critical ones. I, I got to get on the plane. There's no Wi-Fi on the plane. I can't miss the, the flight. So Lord, I'm putting this in your hands. And then we got all kind of intercessors praying. You guys on pray for Jennifer. Uh, you guys were praying. And, uh, my, one of my spiritual sons, Jonathan Stidham says, said next day says, I see the hotel is going to call you and they're going to tell you that they've, that they've got it. Like whoever stole it is going to fess up and give it back. And so nobody called, nobody called, nobody called, nobody called, nobody called. And I know that he sees in the spirit, but people's wills are involved. So I'm like, I don't know if what he saw was God's will or if this is really going to happen. I believe it's going to happen. But in the meantime, I have no computer. So I'm using Prophet Vanessa's computer, which I don't like. (laughs) It's, 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 it's not, I'm not familiar with it. So I use that. But on the listen, on the last night, this is what I'm talking about it. Going through the gate in Europe, going through the door on the last night. Somebody say on the last night, on the last night of the meeting, someone comes up to me, a man of God that I've been knowing since 2016, just me seeing him at my meetings. I don't know him very well, but he's been every time I go to England, he comes to my meetings. I see a man of God and he says, I heard about your computer here. I want to give you this brand new computer. And it was a computer that was some Mac, the same as I use, but a little smaller. So it's better for travel. And so somebody gave me a brand new computer. This is the restorative power of God. Somebody gave me a brand new $2,000 computer. I still wanted my computer back, but I needed to get a new computer anyway, because that one I was carrying was heavy and it was old. And I'm such a good steward. I don't like to buy things unless I have to buy things. So I didn't want to buy a new one because, you know, technically it functioned. It worked. It was a little slower than I needed it to be. It was heavier than it needed to be because it was three or four years old. But I wasn't going to buy a new one because I want to be a good steward. So somebody just walked up to me and gave me a brand new computer. And if you don't want, if you don't need hallelujah. And if you want to know more than that, yesterday, Marriott emails me and says, oh, we found your computer. We've not been able to get in touch with you because we don't have your contact info. Okay, well, that's a lie because 
you have my contact info, you're contacting me now, and I'm an elite member, and all of my info is in my profile, and I filed a case report with corporate, and they took my phone number. Somehow, the person who stole that computer was convicted. You know how? Through prayer. And I hope they got saved. And they returned the computer. It was somebody in there, one of their employees, and just went and, and put it somewhere in the hotel. I don't know how they did it. But this is what we were praying about yesterday. So whatever's been stolen from you, you you do have to war for it to get it back. But God will restore. You just have to give him your prayers. You understand? God will restore. So now I have two computers. Praise God. They're mailing it back. Now, how many of you know that if they thought I just left it there by accident, they wouldn't be offering to FedEx it to me? They would say, well, you'll have to pay for that. I, I've left you know, battery chargers. One time I left um, a sweatshirt in a hotel room, and they were, they did not offer to send it back to me at their cost. No, they wanted me to pay for it, and they, they, they added a service charge on top of it. So God is a God of restoration, and I want you to understand that. He sees all of these things. When you go, when you go through the door and you're doing God's will, you will have warfare. But guess what? God will make it up to you. Amen? I wanted to share with you that testimony because I thought it was so fantastic. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So listen, we're going to transition. Now, if you want to sow a seed today, maybe you want to sow a restoration seed. Maybe something, maybe there's something that the enemy stole from you. Maybe there's something that, that you needed to do what you're called to do, just like I needed my computer. And maybe you had to be a little uncomfortable for a minute, but maybe that was all for the glory of God so that you could see that as you enter these new doors, God will do miracles for you. God will put it on your heart. Luke 6 and 38 says, give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, running over, shall men give into your bosom. Who gave me a computer? Was it an angel? No. Did, did, did God just give, did I just have to go out and buy a new one because I'm able to, I had the money to buy a new one? No. God caused a person to give me the computer. Isn't that amazing? So today, if you're missing something, I'm going to pray the same prayer over you that all of my intercessors prayed over me. The same thing I prayed. If someone is stolen from you, somebody's robbed from you, if you've lost something at the hand of the enemy, even if it was because of a dumb decision that you made, I've, I've lost stuff because of dumb decisions I've made. I, I was just wrong. It wasn't that I was in sin. I just missed it. I've connected with people and I just, they weren't good people. I thought they were and they weren't. And they stole from me. Huh. So if you, if you are in that position that you want to sow a restoration seed, a Luke 638 seed in the sense that, you know, God uses people to give it back. I want to invite you to do that. You can sow at jenniferleclair.org slash give. jenniferleclair.org slash give. jenniferleclair.org slash give. You can become a partner there or you can sow a one-time seed there at jenniferleclair.org slash give. You can also use the text to give 754-701-2161. 754 text the word pray. 754 You can use the uh, PayPal, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire. Paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire. Text the word. Uh, no, you don't have to text the word. <laughs> paypal.me slash. Thank God you don't have to text the word. Amen. You can use the cash app, dollar sign Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the... The Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire, and the P.O. Box is P.O. Box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33303. P.O. Box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33303.
You got it? Father, I thank you, Lord, that as we sow today, that you will do a restoration miracle in the lives of those who are listening, just as you did in mine. It might seem like a small thing, but it's those things that you do that are small that sometimes escape our attention, and they shouldn't. So, Father, we repent, first of all, for all the small ways you've blessed us where we didn't notice. And second of all, God, we take no blessing lightly. And third of all, God, you are the God who can restore even massive things. You can restore marriages. You can restore computers. You can restore, you can restore uh, health. You can restore sanity. You can restore all kinds of things. So we're believing with this seed that restoration shall come in Jesus name. And I speak justice over your life in the areas where the enemy has come with injustice. And I speak restoration over every area of your life, even the areas where you might not know something is missing or something is broken. In Jesus name. And I bless all those who are connected with me, my awakening house of prayer leaders around the world, my ignite network members, those who are aligned with me in Jesus name. I thank you, Lord, for their lives. And I thank you, Lord, uh, for all of the volunteers and the, uh, the, the, the vendors and the, 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 the members and the awakening blaze, everyone connected to me, Lord, I say, bless them indeed. Enlarge your terror, enlarge their territory. Let your hand of power rest upon them and keep them from evil in the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. This has been a production of the awakening podcast network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.